0: Today on Locked On Red Wings, mistakes prove costly as Detroit loses their third straight game. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I am a podcast producer for the Daily J, a WWJ News Radio podcast. Well, Scotty's the host over at Locked On Tigers, as well as a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. And the Red Wings have officially dropped their third straight game, uh, losing to the Florida Panthers five to two. We're gonna break down that entire game for you guys, as well as preview today's game. By the time you're listening to this, uh, the St. Louis Blues. First of, first of two, a home and home Tuesday, Thursday against the Saint Louis Blues. Jacob Verner revenge tour. We will find out. Uh, but we also have uh, a signing to go over as well. We'll probably cover that in the third segment as well when it comes to the preview. But Scotty, where do you want to lead off with in regards to the five to two
1: loss to the Florida Panthers? Um, I I guess I kind of just want to highlight the fact that this was a very winnable game and you just made really 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 bad mistakes that cost you and that was pretty much it man like this this was a super winnable game like you you played them really close for part of the game probably even a little bit better um, and uh, turnovers really I guess is what I'm highlighting specifically but I mean, just all around, man, some of the the, some really, really awful turnovers, like two of the worst turnovers I've ever seen. And then uh, which both led to goals. And then like that, uh, along with just really bad, like wrong place, wrong time type of situations. And uh, just kind of didn't go your way. But yeah, this was very much like in within reach. And and you just really made some really boneheaded uh, decisions that that, yeah, for the reason you lost.
0: Yeah, the shots were close, 25 to 22 in favor of the Panthers. The Corsi Ford, the goal, all those possession analytics I love to harp on. They were all close. They were all favored the Panthers, but they were all close. So, like you said, Scotty, very winnable hockey game. The Red Wings were never out of this game in terms of the on ice product. It was those mistakes. They just shot themselves in the foot time after time after time. And, you know, Lucas Raymond's getting a lot of negative. Um, A lot of negative things said about him recently because he has not been the same player he was last year. And I urge people to lay off because he's 20, what, 20, 21 years old in the second year of his season. Like, there he's going to stumble. Players don't just progressively get better every single year. Those are rare players that come into the league hot, like – We keep talking. Dylan Larkin had a huge sophomore slump year, and now he's on pace to break his career high this season. Takes time, so I'm just urging you guys not to give up on Lucas Raymond. The the takes, I see. It's crazy. Give Lucas Raymond time. But that being said, that was a boneheaded mistake he made in the first period. That turnover was egregious, and I'm praying. And so with five goals again given up in less than 30 shots, inexcusable. But I'm just praying anyone, please, anyone help my man out because that Raymond turnover was egregious. Well, I don't Olimata, even <laughs> mind trying to make only defensive defenseman, only trying to make a, de- a deke on Eric stall just takes it right off his stick. Jordan Osterlay when his with his defensive partner cheating into the zone is fading away from center ice towards the net. So you have both your defenders deep two on zero going down the other way. What do you want? Huso to do on that? And then the two, two of the other goals were tipped off of his own teammates. So it's just like, mistakes man just what do you oh like egregious mistakes just cost the Detroit Red Wings hardcore in this game and that like you said Scotty
1: winnable game and they just didn't want to win it winnable game with a that that doesn't look like it in the box score yeah not at all and I again I, I don't want to Like, the first thing we say, like, for every show that we give up, you know, five-plus goals in to be like, oh, it's not the goalie's fault. Like, that that certainly could have made some adjustments, but for, like, three of them, he was completely hung out to dry. Like, completely. Two of them, there was nobody. He was completely just on his own. And, And for over half of them, it was just completely burned. Um by the the team in front of him. Like I it's it's
0: And I'm not trying to say either that Huso had a good game because no, I thought I agree with you. He did. Like
1: two of those especially he should have been able to stop. I I completely agree, but it's just like both can be true. Yes. Right? Like he can he the defense in front of him can put him in awful situations and there can be it's just not an all or, all one or all the other type of thing. Just yeah, I, insanity. The,
0: Ville Husso, I mean, four of those five goals, I, I three of those five goals, four of those five goals, absolutely not on him. But the plays, there are plenty of plays that I was watching where he just didn't seem to have it in this game either, where he was overcommitting to one side, wraparounds almost turned into goals, uh, rebound control is all over the place. Huso by no means had a good game either. So, of course, he shares part of the blame. But the mistakes are what actually ended up in the back of the net and it was the teammates in front of him that ca- caused those mistakes. Again, Lucas's Lucas Raymond's turnover was egregious. Uh, Mort Sider had a huge didn't result in a goal, but you know even he had a pass out in front that was picked off right up the middle. Obviously Olimata trying to make a move from inside the blue line that resulted in it just being taken right off a stick by Eric Stahl and he and Duclair went down for a two on0. You know, you had Andrew Kopp and P. Suter both redirecting shots unintentionally. I mean, they weren't trying to deflect it. Well, actually, P. Suter was trying to get his stick yeah, in the lane. Yeah, Suter was. <laughs> um, but just, just costly mistakes really hurt them in this game. And what was such just a winnable, winnable hockey game, and it just did not. I mean, hey, while I'm while I'm ranting and I'm getting my frustrations out, I guess I'll go to this too. Zadina, dog. Do me a favor, please. For the love of God, man, I, I'm sitting here and I'm supporting you and I'm giving you my – not that any of this matters. You don't even know who I am, Philip. But for the love of God, like how many shots did he whiff on? His expected goal – I checked before. So that's the crazy thing is he had the third best expected goals four percentage in this game. Fifth best, sorry, mistaken. Fifth best at 65%, 23% relative. He was a positive asset on the ice. He's a great two-way forward now, but he can, whenever he goes to pull the trigger on the puck, and I've already admitted, I've admitted, Scotty, that uh, he's not a goal scorer. That's not his role, and it's disappointing because he was a sixth overall pick, but I like the style of game he does bring in a bottom six role. I know that's disappointing, but he can be an effective and is an effective bottom six winger, but anytime he goes to shoot the puck, he misses the net, he flubs it, he outright whiffs, he waits too long and a stick gets in the lane. I mean, there are two or three of them. His expected goals for in this game, Scott, he was over one. He was expected to ski the best expected goals for on the team, and he didn't get a goal. Well,
1: (laughs) I mean, was it the start of the third period where he made, I mean, had a crazy run at the net and, and like, you know, moves around defenders and going and he makes a break and, and like, crazy – moves and and gets to in a position where it's one-on-one and then he beats the defender and like I was like oh my goodness that was absolutely insane and now he's got a chance to score and then it's like not even in the same zip code you're like all right that (laughs) I mean that was that was very very cool a lot of flashy moves to get right in front of the net and then just not even remotely competitive shot uh, and that's what's so frustrating because he
0: does everything right and gets nothing out of it yeah And sometimes it's his own fault. I mean, I remember listening, producing for you and Nolan way back when, and hearing you guys talk about Philip Zadina about how he does everything right, but he just doesn't have that, that lethal goal scoring edge to him. I remember Nolan talking about the fact that he just gets like stick jitters whenever he gets in an opportunity to bury the pocket, just he does everything right now, offensively and defensively. The defensive side of his game has grown so much. And that's why I'm such a supporter of him and like letting him grow and letting him cook. But, Man, does it just like it makes it hard when you get three golden opportunities in a game and just right over the top of the puck like every time? Oh. Well, that's my frustrations at this game, Scotty. You got any you got any more? Yeah. Okay. Well, (laughs) we 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 can talk about it in segment two, but we also got to talk about Simon Edmondson because he was fan freaking tastic. Fantastic. He was. But first, I gotta talk to you guys today about fan duel. The tournament is heating up, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes drained. Let me ask you, Scotty, are you taking Michigan State in the Sweet Sixteen?
1: You must learn who you're speaking to. Oh, I know exactly who I'm asking. (laughs) That's why I'm asking. Nice little run. Mm -hmm. Nice little run. Respect. Big ups.
0: Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. You don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash lockdown. That's FanDuel.com slash lockdown to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Segment two, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Scotty and I are breaking down the five to two loss to the Florida Panthers. The Red Wings third in a row. Uh, listen, I I ranted, I I listed off all my frustrations in this game. Uh, I'm you said you have a couple more. I wonder if you'll rile up a few more in me, but I'm gonna let you. Have uh, have your time, so to speak.
1: I mean, I, I don't have anything. I don't have anything <laughs> crazy and 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 passionate as as you just did. Um, but I yeah, I mean, kind of just like what I said earlier. There was just a lot of really brutal, like individual mistakes made by a plethora of players in this hockey game, and I think oh, I don't know man like <laughs> I, I don't know like I do, are we just gonna like go through the roster and like list everybody that that I thought struggled I, I like I guess that's kind of like pointless I maybe it's easier to just flip to the positive side of things at this point just talk about who did well I, I mean I think we'll get to Edvinson obviously in a second he had a really good game um Andrew Cobb had a really uh, – was part of that kind of wrong place, wrong time and deflection conversation yeah, we had sure. earlier. He was definitely part of that. But I still think that overall his play is arcing and, and trending in a very good direction. So I'll, I'll take it, I guess. Um,
0: he had an assist on the Dylan Larkin goal.
1: He had the secondary on that one yeah. um, as well
0: as he just – I thought he did have a pretty good game. He was the third best player on the team and expected goals four percentage as well. So when he was on the ice, the team had more quality Go shot on. attempts for really, quality shot whole, attempts like, against.
1: That whole, like, not... T- not that the top line was bad. Like, obviously, Larkin scored and whatnot. But um, I-, I thought that the the middle six was-, was decent in this game. Like, we didn't get outplayed. That's, like, the frustrating part. Yeah. Like you- It's not like we're... we're- one of the the many losses we've had this season, where we've come on here and been like, "Oh, you know this this sucks. Like you got outplayed, and oh, but you were able to make it close, and then you just like kind of fell apart at the end or whatnot. Like you 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 were even enough for most of the game, maybe slightly get outplayed by the by the end of the third period, but for a majority of that game, you were pretty neck and neck, and it just <laughs> five to two.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. Uh, Dylan Larkin got a goal in this game. Uh, that's points in back-to-back games as he continues to hunt down his career high. But I think other than that, he was pretty quiet in this game. I didn't, he didn't see a whole lot from Dylan Larkin. Um, but I did really love that goal. Uh, the Lucas Raymond fed him. He got Raymond or Larkin got tripped up, but instead of just kind of giving up and taking the call, he got back up off his knees and continued to play, got into a position, snuck back door and Raymond fed him the pass. So Raymond got on the board as well with that. Uh, kind of making up a little bit for that egregious pass. And then, of course, yeah. <laughs> it was a get the pass was a gimme. I mean, he it was a slow turn. He looked up and Larkin's literally there with a yeah. stick in the air, like, Hey, so but he got a point out of it. I'm not going to complain about points. Uh, Pew Suter now is with that goal in this game. Prashant Iyer tweeted out that he leads the Red Wings in goals over the past month.
1: So, Pew Suter, wow. it's. Good for Pew, but that is not. Yeah, I feel thing. like that's one where it, that's, uh you know, which which side of the coin is is better. Is that really good for Pugh Suter? Is that really bad for the rest of the Detroit Red Wings? Probably a little of both.
0: Yeah, so he's two goals off of his career high, uh, which he set his rookie season. So yeah. hopefully he can, it'd be good for him to do that on a personal level good as he's fighting here. for his next NHL contract contract year like you said so uh david perron it was a nice that was a nice uh breaking play jake Wolman saw perron breaking mm-hmm. out of the box on after the four on four expired i believe it was uh was that after the edvinson hit or is that a shorthanded play that was developing
1: four on four i believe it was i think it was the four though because that was i think that was just after the the valeno
0: yeah he he went after scuffle yeah he went after the name is escaping me uh the guy he went after—it's escaping me right now—but it doesn't matter. Me too. Uh, it was after that play expired. Perron came out of the box. Wallman saw him. Perron made a nice move down low. Couldn't bury it. Suter did nice. Good for Suter. Okay. Simon Edvinson, great game.
1: Damn good hockey. Fantastic game. <laughs> game.
0: Best player on the team. You know, so he took a took that hit from Radko Gudas. That's who it was. Yeah, you're right. Thank you. You're um, welcome. <laughs> but he took that hit from Goudas, and he went down the tunnel, came back, played the rest of the game. He had a really nice feed waiting for Kubelik to come out from behind the net back door. Uh, stick check last minute, stopped it. Obviously, he stepped up to the play. That led to that hit. Just was all over the ice, making tons of great plays. He stuck with Matthew Kachuk and took him down to the ice. I mean, he just he looked. Welcome to the ice, too we talk about kind of how he looked just okay in his first game good but like a couple things here and there it'll work great game today. Great game. Fantastic. fantastic
1: game near flawless and a lot of people have pointed it out already but um seems to have a a pretty high iq and a knack for mm-hmm. drawing penalties that seems to be uh a- too yeah, early on, he has already drawn several. Uh, yeah, like two or three at this three point. Three penalties in
0: and two games he's drawn.
1: Yeah, um, penalties drawn, and uh, yeah, and then obviously, you know, like keeping a keeping a skater down and <laughs> not getting called for like that's yeah, he he's he's looking pretty fun, and this game especially was just this was a not a oh we saw flashes or oh like you know there's room to improve or whatever like th- this is the first time preseason included that we can just take an entire game of his at the NHL level and be like, this was just a damn good hockey game.
0: Yeah. Simon Edmondson was third on the team in expected goals, four percentage, 67.59%. Um, and then of course four percentage at 61.54. If you go to hockey stack card, let me pull hockey stack card. up. you guys like hockey stack card, well, um, good. he was the best player on the team. According to hockey stack card, uh, Followed by David Perron, who actually led the team in expected goals, four percentages. He had a pretty, pretty strong game offensively. And then Moritz Sider, Jake Wallman. I do think they did Holy have a good cow. game.
1: only Mata. And is that Osterle? Yeah,
0: their pair was brutal in this hockey Goodness game. Great. I, I have to imagine a big chunk of that came from that horrible turnover that led to the 2 one goal that Eric Stahl scored. It has to be a huge chunk of it in my mind. But like yeah. you can see again, Lucas Raymond or Lucas Raymond, Dylan Larkin, Pew Suter had a pretty quiet They scored both the goals, ironically. But outside of those, they had a quiet game offensively, weren't really doing a whole lot. Um, it was guys like Edmondson, guys like Pran, Sider and Wallman looked solid like usual. I, one thing, too, I want to point out is this is back to back games now where Zarnick in his limited ice time has made the most of it. And he, uh, I believe, was second on the team in this game at expected goals, four percentage. You can see here that he uh, was top six on the team, it looks like, maybe seventh on the team according to hockey stat card. So, you know, depending on what metrics you put invest it, investment in and his limited ice time, he's he's been a threat. He hit a crossbar in this game as well. So, yeah, you know, for an AHL call-up, you know, 14th forward, he's, he's pretty dependable. I, I like what I see out of Zarnik.
1: Yeah, I, I agree, and and you know, again we've talked about it a lot, and I don't just want to like keep singing the same tune over and over again, but um I mean this is this is a a substantially deeper hockey team than we have had in a very long time, even if the you know the the top end talent we're still waiting to develop to kind of get over the hump, and and it could be deeper from like line to line, but organizationally this is comfortably the deepest this this organization has been in, in a very long time and and it, it you know again there's still a lot of room to grow in that department too you know just because it's deeper than it has you know has been the last three years which weren't very great doesn't mean that uh it's it's necessarily like quote-unquote deep so yeah and I think we're kind of seeing the fruits of that labor um in in t- post trade deadline reality that is uh this current Detroit Red Wings team
0: mm. Absolutely, uh, as far as final thoughts on this game goes, what do you got?
1: Edmondson looked good, you know when we no, no last no, 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 week no. he looked great. He did look great, you're right. Last week, we kind of had the conversation of like reasons to not reasons to, but like things to watch throughout the remainder of the season. and uh one of those reasons was very fun to watch in this game, so win or loss it doesn't really matter too much to too many people at this point, so. Uh, we'll take uh, we'll take a good Edmondson game. I'll gladly take it.
0: I will take it as well. So when we come back, we'll talk about the anti-two omisto signing as well as preview the game against the St. Louis Blues, the first of two in a home and home. So stay tuned to Lockdown Red Wings. But before we get to segment three, I do have to talk to you guys today about Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you gotta try Built Bar. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they are covered in a hundred percent real chocolate. That's right. Real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And that's, and what's even better is that they are healthy. Only 130 calories and four grams of sugar and a whopping 17 grams of protein. You talk, you hear us talk all the time about how you can find them at built.com. And at this point you've heard us talk about all the time, how they you can find them now at Sam's Club and Walmart. So stop waiting, get off your ass, and go buy some built bars. You can get a four-bar box at Walmart that includes cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut. And then if you go to Sam's Club, you can get that thirteen-bar box, uh, brownie batter, and churro, which Scotty loves so much. And no, Scotty, to answer your question, I have yet to try it. I'm sorry. I, I I'm a cookie dough puff guy. In the end, it's just, it's where my heart is. You can have churro. I'm a cookie dough puff guy. You haven't even tried it. I know. I know listen, I don't doubt it's good. It's built Bar. They're all good. But cookie dough puff, man.
1: Once yeah, I've tried and- your favorite. You try mine. It's just selfish.
0: Well, now I feel bad. Yeah, you, you know should, what it, should You know what will make me feel better, though? Eating a, a churro built Bar? Bill Bar? <laughs> 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 so go to Sam's Club, go to Walmart, or as always, you can go to built.com. You won't regret it. So st- you're so stupid. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Segment three, locked on Red Wings podcast. <laughs> Scotty, the Red Wings today or Monday rather by the time people are listening to this signed anti to second round pick from 2019 yep. to an entry level contract. He's a right-handed defenseman. I believe he's like six foot six. Yeah. Uh, Finnish kid TikTok. played two years with the university of Denver before going to the Finnish League league. Uh, this past season i think he's got 20 points in 60 games played 5 and 15 i think is the split there i he he's a defenseman that's for sure that is definitely one thing that i know for sure about anti tuomisto. though i mean when you saw the signing what was the first thought that went through your mind
1: <laughs> on brand <laughs> <laughs> big, big body back there you know on brand for the for the current regime that was pretty much my first uh first thought but yeah cool man like the 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 really fascinating part about being at this present stage in the rebuild is there were still a lot of decisions that need to be made about what additions we're going to add at the nhl level how we're going to add them free agency trades etc but the reinforcements are like coming through the 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 organization man they're 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 on their way if not uh, really knocking on the door so yeah, very, very cool. But also, yeah, very on behalf
0: I think the Tuomisto signing is interesting because one, the entry-level contract, there's, there's two, two pieces of context to keep in mind here. The Red Wings were set to lose his rights at the end yeah. of the summer. So the entry-level contract just kind of felt like it was a two-year contract, which is very unorthodox. Most of them are three years. It felt as if the you know, we're going to sign you to a two-year because we haven't loved what we've seen out of you, but we don't want to give up on you yet. So we're going to give you two years to prove that you can continue to grow right. and become a part of this system. So what I wonder is, I, was, I don't want to say he's going to make the leap to North America because he's already been in North America. He played college hockey with the University of Denver and won a national championship there. So Good team, by the way. Always a good team. <laughs> by good hockey the team. way, go blue, one Big Ten championship again. Yes, sir but Anna Vantel is going to be oh ridiculous. R- Rucker McGrody is, is good too.
1: I it, <laughs> It's just crazy how like we have a generational prospect in the draft, right? Like a dude that's been labeled as generational. And like the person, the team who gets number two is going to be like, Oh, <laughs> we it's- have to settle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's a, so it's a hockey player.
0: It's the Connor McDavid draft all over again, where it, like the consolation prize was Jack Eichel. Like right. that's a bad thing.
1: <laughs> Literally, it's like you know. Yes, you're not getting Bedard, but like you're still getting a damn good, get damn good hockey. You could get
0: Fantilli or Mitchkov, and they're going to be really good Fantilli, hockey players.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh so anyways, back to, to me. So this felt like the Red Wings just they really need right handed depth in at defense, and he offers that. And so they're willing to give him another two years to see if he can become a piece that they can use in the future. So I don't know if he's going to stay in Liga or if they want him to come over to play in the ECHL or the AHL to see if he can develop on the North American ice and put him in the system. I would think if with an ELC, that would be what they want to do. But who knows? Maybe they think he can develop better and develop still in uh, Finland because the Liga is not a bad league. It's not I don't think it's the SHL, but it's still a professional hockey league that he's playing in.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, as far as Tuamista goes, that's that's pretty much it. It wasn't a huge signing, but it was definitely of note because he was a second-round pick just a couple years ago. Agreed. All right. Uh, so, Scotty, Jacob Rana is going to face off against his former team, the Detroit Red Wings, in back-to-back games uh, over, Tuesday and under Thursday.
1: One-and-a-half goals.
0: Uh, I think he gets one. So, I'm going to okay. say under.
1: But if I set it at 0.5, you'd take the over.
0: Yes, I would. And so, obviously, the Verona aspect, the Verona angle is really interesting already. But the other thing to keep in mind is, while you and I are over-tanking, the St. Louis Blues are ninth from bottom, and the Red Wings are tenth from bottom. And if you're ninth from last, you have a 5% chance of jumping to one. And if you're tenth from last with the Red Wings, seat, you're 3.5%. And now you have a home-and-home against them Tuesday, Thursday, tomorrow, or today, by the time you're listening, 8 o'clock in St. Louis, second half of back-to-back. You're starting Magnus Helberg. You got to think that this might. I hate to say it because the Blues aren't a good team either. In fact, they have a. This might be the one of the few times this season where you're playing a team with a worse Corsi four percentage at five on five than the Red Wings. They're 28th, you're 27th. So, again, very beatable hockey team, especially with all their injuries and just how bad Bennington's been. But second half of back to back, three game losing streak, and you're traveling a night after a home game. It, it, the odds are stacked against you here, and you're starting your backup. And so as much as I hate tanking, you start to wonder like, okay, well not that that percent and a half extra odds will really do you a whole lot, but you're like,
1: okay, why wouldn't necessarily my ninth overall (laughs) as opposed to 10th overall? So like my thing is I'm, I'm done rooting for losses, right? That's, that's, that's like how I view it. Like I'm done. I'm done being like, oh yeah. Like, please lose. Give us like better draft position, whatever. Like I, I, I don't, care like i'm i'm done with that we're, we're too far out of it to really be like a big factor in the top you know the lottery this season at this point like i'm I, I think that that's dumb at this point but that doesn't mean that if they lose a couple of games and it raises our stock i'm gonna be upset at a better draft pick either. yeah like that's obviously not the case but I, i'm just i'm done rooting for it i'm done going into games being like, oh, man, like, I, I really hope we lose this one. Like, no, I'm going to go into both of these games still rooting for a victory and trying to find a way to win. But, um, yeah, that doesn't mean if we go 0 for 2 that I'm going to be, like, heartbroken about it either. Like, th- I guess, honestly, the way to put it is just, like, wins and losses just don't affect me anymore. Like, we're past that. We're, we're We've talked about it. We're not making the playoffs. We're also not tanking. We're in the middle. We're in no man's land. I- I'm looking for individual storylines at this point. W- wins and losses don't really, I'm, I'm, I'm unfazed by wins and losses.
0: Well, see, I'm right there with you where if they lose, I'm, I mean, I want to see them That's the things like I want to see them on a game to game basis win. So I want to see them win both of these games against St. Louis. But like you said, if they lose, well, I'll be bummed. It's like, okay, well, bigger picture, better draft pick at the very least, you know, they're going to be, well, they could always slide and they have a history of doing that. Um, but you have a better shot at getting a better draft pick, regardless if it's number one, number two, or you just stay pat at nine, that's still better than 10. Right. But I also have my personal ambitions and what I wanted this team to do at the start of the season at the, at this, you know, set out is be 85 points. I wanted the over, uh, the over was set at, or the over under was 84 and a half. I wanted them to 85. Now they're projected to hit beneath that. They're like at 82 with how much they're losing yep. in frequency compared to how often they're winning. And so I want to see them win hockey games and get to where I wanted them to be. Not that I think, I mean, I, I think that it's going to be an improvement over last year, regardless, but I just was, I'm being selfish and wanting a bigger improvement. So from that perspective, I want them to sweep the St. Louis blues, but you know, the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, but if you get swept by them, now you're that much closer to having a better choice of, prospects. Again, not even saying Bedard or Fantilli or Mitchkov, but just being at nine, you have a one more prospect you can choose from on the board. You know, you have a, one more option you can have, and that is, you know, that's value there. And especially with the Red Wings holding two first round draft picks. I mean, that's, that's, in, that value is exponentially bigger when you hold two. So it's, it's definitely something to consider. Uh, let's see where the, the blues are 20, have the 20th best. Wow, they're like one, one. so you have, they're 28th in Corsi 4 percentage, Scotty. You're 19th, or 27th. You're 19th in power play. They're 20th. And the Red Wings are 19th in penalty kill. Where are the Blues at here on this? Are they higher? Are they pretty good? Or am I just missing them? They're 21st, so they're two below you in that. So they're just barely worse than you in like every regard. So this is a winnable game
1: yeah they both are winnable games absolutely um this is a really interesting hockey team like where they just are as an organization like I I could talk about the the St. Louis Blues just like organizational path for like hours I think it's fascinating like they they I I really like jump-started and and like weren't supposed to win and then you know like the like the cup team happened randomly and like it just they just had a historic second half and found themselves in the cup and then uh like after that it's been like just kind of weird like slow fall off but they still had a lot of talent and like some of it was even young talent and then they just decided they were gonna like like start selling pieces off and it's it's just I I on a day to day basis almost, at least in the first half of the season, you were like, Oh, like what are the blues gonna do today? Like what direction (laughs) do they wanna head in? It's 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 really fascinating to me. So yes, obviously currently very winnable hockey game and and uh, I'm sure all eyes will be on Verana. I mean, on a on
0: a very micro level, the two teams are in the same spot, right? But it's as you say they're a team that they won their cup, and now the pieces are finally kind of falling away. They traded Ryan O'Reilly. They traded Vladimir Tarasenko. Right, the path Binning- to get to the point we're
1: at is different, but they're at the same point. Yeah,
0: Bennington's contract is going to be an albatross. Yeah, so yes, they're on a downward slide where you're going up, and you're just passing kind of at the same. You're at the same spot right now, but you're passing them by as they slide down. And you know, it brings me to an interesting, and this could be a conversation for another day, as we talk about how the Red Wings need a goal scorer and. Jordan Cairo has yet to prove that he's a he's a 40 goal scorer, but he just he's 24, just signed a huge extension worth eight point one million. He scored thirty goal, twenty-seven goals last year. He's already got thirty this year. And if you want to add
1: Yeah, people, people especially talking about that all season, honestly.
0: Right wing too, which is a position of need for the Red Wings. Their their right wing depth is not great. Yeah. That could be an option. So that could be a conversation for another day. That just that's just me. That's just me thinking. That's just hey, me thinking.
1: I you know what? I don't mind when you think.
0: You're the only person who's ever said that.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I appreciate that, though. His expiry status? Okay, no, that was his ELC man. I for for for, for a second, I was gonna be blown away. Hold on. Okay. Uh, any final thought thoughts? Too much, dude. I thought too much. I thought too much. <laughs> Do you have any th- final thoughts? We will We'll be back with a new episode tomorrow. Game recap tomorrow night. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. Every day.